Researchers and team scientists have made major strides in new, non-invasive diagnostic tests for a number of conditions that used to require surgery. On this episode of CTSI Discovery Radio, we'll look at one of these new tests designed to care for some of our most delicate patients, infants and small children going through heart transplants. Plus, we'll talk with the scientists who created one of these new tests and see how it's sparking interest with business and why it's so important for patients. That's next. Good day, Southeast Wisconsin. I'm David Todd. On today's show, we'll introduce you to some fascinating people, and honestly, some very inspiring ones as well. I'll tell you more coming up. But first, CTSI, or the Clinical and Translational Science Institute of Southeast Wisconsin, is a consortium of researchers, scientists, doctors, and others working in collaboration to advance biomedical discoveries and to find new drugs, therapeutics, and interventions faster and more cost-effectively than ever before. Over the past decade, new innovations have made researchers hopeful for better and improved outcomes for heart health. One Step Forward got a boost from a CTSI pilot award in 2013. That may have changed the way we care for infants and adults living with a donated heart or other organ. I met with two of the scientists on the research team, and I'd like for you to meet with them as well. We sat down with Dr. Awi Mitchell and Dr. Mike Mitchell still in his scrubs, in his office at Children's Hospital. I'd like to welcome to the program Drs. Michael and Owie Mitchell. For our listeners, I hope you won't mind if I use your first names. We would be delighted if you would. Yes. All right. Thanks so much. Um, So I've done my research, and your story is fascinating and inspiring. Um, You're a husband and wife team. Uh, You both have different backgrounds and expertise. Owie, you're an engineer and a basic research scientist. Uh, Mike, you're a pediatric cardiac surgeon. Um, How do you work together, or why do you work together? What's that dynamic like? Um, Well, I'll begin on how do you work together. Um, uh, It often starts uh, late at night. Mike has long hours, so it often doesn't start until he's back home. Um, And why do we work together? Do you want to take that one? Well, um, yes, the, the truth is that I talked her into um, channeling her research efforts into the uh, uh, into my field, into the field of, of congenital heart disease. And, and so she's always become a, um, a lead uh, researcher in the genetic etiology of congenital heart disease. So, so I coerced her to uh, participate in this effort. Excellent. And um, as far as the dynamic, what's the upside and what's the downside? Well, it's funny. Um, People think that I'm the one who has the ideas, but actually it's Mike who comes home excited each night with all of the ideas. Uh, My role is really the enabler. Uh, My contribution is that I can count molecules. And I want to talk to you about your most recent discovery, a non-invasive blood test to monitor infant heart transplant rejection. Uh, Can you tell our listeners how you came up with that idea and what inspired you? I'll ask that of you, Mike. Um, Sure. We um, became interested in um, the field of um, prenatal non-invasive diagnostic testing uh, through a a very personal need. Um, And Aoi and I worked together and um, developed an an idea for um, detecting 
non-self-circulating cell-free DNA in pregnant women. And uh, that allowed us to look, um, look and see uh, uh, some aspects of, of the fetus uh, in a pregnant w woman non-invasively. At that time, we became particularly interested in other applications for this, and I was a heart, uh, I, do, I do heart transplant surgery, and one of the key issues in the field is the issue of uh, determining whether or not a patient is under, is having injury to the donor organ, uh, and the most common source of that is rejection. So um, we thought that, um, that perhaps um, um, we could use this technology to determine whether or not there was injury to the donor organ, and that's how we became interested in it. Um, so the the pilot results that you got from this test, or that you uh, um, were uh, studying, uh, you said that it determined um, heart plant rejection, but also heart injury. Um, is that another use for this uh, kind of di diagnostic test? Yes, we um, the the test uh, seems to be exquisitely sensitive in measuring or determining whether a donated organ, particularly a heart, is, um, is undergoing injury. The most common uh, cause of injury in a, a following heart transplant is rejection, but there are other sources of injury, and, and actually this test, uh, we feel, is a direct measure of injury to this donor organ. What brought the two of you to the Medical College of Wisconsin and a children's hospital? Ali, you want to take this one? Uh Sure. Um, Mike was uh, recruited here by uh, Dr. Tweddle, um, and he was uh, immediately uh, very impressed by the clinical team and the hospital. It's a phenomenal hospital. Um, he was also impressed by the environment for uh, scientific collaboration. He thought it was uh, 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 an environment where researchers uh, and clinicians could interact and uh, where he thought ideas could expand and be uh, applied across different disciplines. Um, and uh, also he uh, used to vacation in Wisconsin uh, growing up um, and knew that it was a wonderful place for a family. And uh, he was absolutely right. Uh, Milwaukee has been a great fit for us. It was a great opportunity, great clinical opportunity, and, uh, and, and I was thrilled to, to get the chance to come up here. Well, it's excellent. We're very proud that the hospital is, is ranked as highly as it is ranked, um, number four by uh, Parents Magazine in the nation. So that's a great thing. Uh, we're glad that you came here to, choose, uh, to do your work and your research. Um, it was in 2013 that you and a team of scientists from MCW, Marquette, and Children's Hospital received a pilot award from the CTSI to do your initial research to test your hypothesis. Um, what was the impact of getting that initial seed money, it was just $50,000, on your research today? Oh, uh, well, it was uh, critically important. Uh, it is a tremendous uh, uh, boost, and um, the, it, it made it possible for us to actually test this hypothesis in patients, and um, the impetus for us uh, uh, really going forward with this kind of study came came out of a, directly out of a clinical need a patient that we were discussing in conference who needed a heart transplant um, and um, uh, received a heart transplant but had no vascular access to receive the surveillance biopsies and uh, this became a critical problem for this patient um, and we um, had this idea that we could uh, develop a non-invasive test that would uh, really change um, this patient's outcomes and all other pediatric patients who have trouble with vascular access after heart transplants and the application is much broader than that of course because adults are in the similar situation um, 
we received the CTSI funding, which allowed us to carry through with that pilot and um, and uh, uh, um, generate the pilot uh, um, data, which then went into both the publication and submission to the NIH for federal funding for a much bigger study. And um, and you're currently undergoing a, a federally funded NIH research uh, to continue the study, and that was an R01, correct, Awi? Uh, that's right. Um, yes, it is a. A uh, multi-centered uh, study um, that is uh, uh, based uh, here at the medical college. Excellent. Um, it's one of the other things I was going to kind of um, allude to is that obviously you're used to working with collaborators. Um, your uh, current study, being multi-center, uh, has got to be um, uh, much easier for you to gather this data from multiple sites and is just working on the patients that are available here in Wisconsin and in Children's Hospital. Uh, yes, well, it gives us numbers, and it also um, it also bro it bro broadens our proof of concept because our, our pilot study um, was done in pediatric patients, primarily some adult patients, um, and had uh, um, uh, several dozen patients in it, uh, 33 patients who were asymptomatic and undergoing the biopsy, where we had 100% sensitivity. So the NIH uh, R01 multicenter study allows us to look at uh, uh, um, hundreds of patients and many thousands of samples to, um, to really establish uh, the true sensitivity in a, in a very real-life way. It's really exciting uh, because um, the world's leading experts are uh, really um, participating and contributing to this study, um, increasing the knowledge. So. Well, that's got to be very exciting for both of you. You both have got a lot of years ahead of you. Um, what's next? Um, I can't imagine there's not something already brewing in your heads. Well, um, we're in an environment where clinicians and researchers interact. Uh, and where ideas can uh, expand and grow. Um, and there's a considerable amount of transplant experience here in Milwaukee, both scientifically um, and commercially. Um, so we're sure that there are great things in store uh, here for Milwaukee. Yes, I uh, support. I uh, agree with that. Those comments uh, completely. It's a um, it's an exciting environment that we're in. There's great interaction uh, between the clinicians and also the researchers and uh, industry in this area. Um, we're excited about what what can happen. We do have uh, ideas on. Um, uh, uh, other um, issues within the field of congenital heart disease and also in um, other fields uh, in medicine that may also benefit from application of the kinds of technology we're working on. Great. I thank you for joining us, uh, doctors uh, Mitchell, Awi, and Michael. I appreciate your time and, and obviously um, uh, the me Medical College, CTSI, Children's Hospital, all appreciates the innovation that you bring to the patients and the community and the medical community that we um, that we work in. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you very much, David. Our next guest is one of the leading pediatric transplant cardiologists in the world. We'll get her take on how new diagnostic testing can impact the field of heart health. That's coming up next.
For a broader perspective, we've reached out to our next guest, Professor of Pediatrics at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine and Chief of Pediatrics, Division of Cardiology and Co-Director of the Pediatric Heart Center at the Children's Hospital at Montefiore, Dr. Daphne Sue. Dr. Sue, why are these new non-invasive diagnostic tests so important to the work that you and other transplant cardiologists do and to the patients that you serve? So I take care of infants and children who have heart transplants. 
Rejection of the heart is one of the main reasons that heart transplant patients lose their hearts. They don't work well when you have a rejection episode going on, and that can lead to failure of the heart. The way that we diagnose rejection mm-hmm. is multifactorial. Okay. We look at the patient, we look at their echocardiogram, and we also do heart biopsies. Heart biopsies are done with a cardiac catheterization mm-hmm. where we put a little pincer inside the heart and take out small pieces that allow us to inspect the heart under the microscope and decide whether or not the body is reacting to the heart. There is a risk to that procedure because we call it an invasive cardiac procedure. Mm-hmm. So anything that can limit the number of invasive cardiac procedures a patient has will be better for that patient's long-term outcome and much safer for them as they live their lives with their new hearts. And how does this help you and others like you um, in your practice, in in the work of transplant, in the work of um, taking care of pediatrics and small infants? Well, if you're speaking about the preliminary studies that were done by your investigators, they have the potential for making it less likely that we would need to do heart biopsy. The numbers of patients in the study were quite small, Mm -hmm. so I don't think that this test is one that will replace a heart biopsy, but I found it very interesting to see the results, and I'm very hopeful that a larger study will be able to tell us more about the importance of circulating donor-specific DNA something that we haven't studied before. And we're very, very lucky that um, both uh, Mike and Howie Mitchell are, did receive an uh, RO1 from the NIH so they can continue their studies. Uh, Dr. Sue, thank you so much for your time and your uh, take on this uh, story. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks much. Right after this break, meet two of the biggest advocates for heart health innovation, and they're also big fans of both Drs. Awi and Mike Mitchell. Hear their interesting story that led them to MCW, Children's Hospital, and a new friendship. Next. Baby mine, don't you cry. Never to part, baby of mine Little one, when you play Pay no heed what they say What they give 
goodness knows But you're so precious to me Sweet as can be Baby of mine I wish I had the whole 30 minutes to talk to our next two guests. Patients of Children's Hospital of Wisconsin and advocates for clinical trials and, well, science in general. Please meet Melissa, or Missy, and her son Jack Radent. Missy, I know that you have had many experiences with Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. Can you tell me how you got involved with them, please? Jackson was born in 2001, and around four days old, he started acting funny, so we brought him to the emergency room, and he was later transferred to Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, where we found out he had a very complex congenital heart disease called hypoplastic left heart syndrome. Um, he had his reconstructive surgeries done there and did great, and then at age 11, he went into heart failure, and which again brought us back to Children's Hospital of Wisconsin for several months. Um, he heart failure deteriorated rapidly and he ended up being the first single ventricle child in the United States to receive a hardware ventricular assist device, second in the world to receive the device, and then the first child in the world to go home on the device. Um, at home he did great and went back to school and getting the child back in that natural environment was a huge progress. Um, and then a few months later, we received a call that there was a heart for him, and he was transplanted in May and has done great um, since transplant. Can I ask you how long he was on the transplant list? Seven months. Okay. Jackson once did a speech, and he went down to the second. I think it was like 208 days, 59 minutes, down to the second. It was cute. Um, and at that time, um, uh, when he was called back in for a heart transplant, um, Dr. Mike Mitchell was part of his care team, correct? Yes, yes, we have a fabulous team at Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, including Mike Mitchell and Owie Mitchell. We're very fortunate. Um, and so you've gone through the heart transplant. Um, you go home healthy after how many days? 11 days post-transplant. Mm -hmm. And healthy ever since? Yes, he's had a great post-transplant course. We had a couple um, visits to the hospital, but they were very minor. It was usually for a sinus infection or something like that. Nothing cardiac related. Well, Jack's here with us too, and I know that you have become quite a fan of the Mitchells, uh, both Mike and Owie, and interested in what's happening in the lab and what's happening with their clinical trials. Um, can you tell me what has got you so interested in um, science and research in medicine? Uh, well, just growing up with hypoplastic left heart syndrome uh, was mainly why I got into it. And then after I failed at age 11, knowing the people and getting into um, the disease and the outcomes, it just was interesting. So I've always kind of been interested in it, but I guess I really got interested in it while I was in heart failure and post-transplant when I went to the lab with Owie. So partially because it was affecting you, but partially because it was just interesting for you to have a really um, diverse, different care team? Yes, absolutely. Um, and it, it was affecting me, and mainly, again, after I was out, it was affecting other people, too. 
Um, and tell me, what is so special about um, uh, Aoi Mitchell that it, it makes her um, a good mentor for you or a good, uh, good, um, a good person to have in your life? Uh, well, she's amazing, and uh, she's a genius. <laughs> um, and she's just an amazing person to be by and um, to learn, and it's... Um, She's a good teacher and everything. Uh, I don't really know what else to say. It's, she's just uh, a great person. Um, and you had mentioned earlier to me that you're now in ninth grade, so you're a freshman in high school. Um, is science and uh, research and math something that you'll be continuing on in your studies? Yeah, absolutely. Um, science is my absolutely favorite subject. Um, chemistry and physics and biology um, mainly biology but chemistry I really like too okay well we'll hold an application for you for the medical school all right I thank you so much for your time Jack thank you and thank you too Missy thank you another goal of the CTSI is to educate the community and the next generation of healthcare professionals and it looks like we might be off to a good start with Jack Got me sipping on something I can't compare to nothing I've ever known I'm hoping that after this fever I'll survive I'd like to thank all my guests today. CTSI, or the Clinical and Translational Science Institute of Southeast Wisconsin, is an eight-member consortium, including Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, Freighter Hospital, Blood Center of Wisconsin, and the Clement J. Zablocki VA Medical Center as well as the Medical College of Wisconsin, Milwaukee School of Engineering, Marquette University, and the University of Wisconsin at Milwaukee. All eight institutions work to accelerate the discovery and development of new treatments and interventions that will improve our community's health. If you'd like to find out more information on CTSI or other CTSI Discovery radio shows, just log on to our website, ctsi.mcw.edu. There you'll find more than a dozen programs on research and the community, ranging from topics on type 2 diabetes, Alzheimer's disease, concussions, breast cancer, and more. You've been listening to CTSI Discovery Radio, produced by the Clinical and Translational Science Institute of Southeast Wisconsin, in collaboration with WMSC Radio. The show is engineered by Tom Crawford, with special thanks to Sandy Everett's and doctors Matthew Panhands and Razor Shakir. But the hard ones want it all, oh, 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 oh.